la la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. Welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies, and we put them on a great big list, uh, a giant list that's become extremely unwieldy. Uh, we got another special episode this week. We're joined by a special guest again. It's Warchild. Hey there. <laughs> you know him. You love him. <laughs> Hello. I, <laughs> I'm Dustin, and of course I'm joined by John. Meow. <laughs> Wait a minute! Now that's just you're going to confuse the listeners. You know, you're not the house cat. The oh, house your cat voices are is already similar enough. People, mi- are we? Yeah, James and I. No, there's a little bit of difference, but I mean, middle aged white guys. It's like <laughs> middle aged white. Oh guys. yeah, Wait, I yeah. I'm not hard, that, I, not that I'm adding a whole lot of. I feel like I should be donating to a shelter or something <laughs> just for having this podcast. <laughs> uh, well, James is still away. John's here. Warchild is back, and we got a pretty special movie we're gonna cover today. Yeah. But before we get into all that shit, uh, what's what's going on? What's uh... Not much as always? Just wanted to mention huge honor. Uh, yeah, thanks very much. <laughs> huge boner? Is that That's what you not... said? Uh, yes. Different vibes a with you two in the same room. Turgidity. Eh? <laughs> oh God. All right. Well, let's get into uh, you know some sink or swim. As John mm. likes to call it. Let's do that. Some what have you been watching? Andy, what do you got for me? So on the list, I've got two films, because I didn't want to, you know, just... I've been accused of being too lengthy at times. No, you aren't. You can't be. Too girthy. Because we are like, oh, let's just... I, I come in, and I'm like, this yeah. is John talking. Yeah. The one white guy. And <laughs> I'm one, like... The one white guy. And I'm all like, okay, well, I watched a bunch of stuff because it's been a while, so I'm just going to say like, a couple of things. Okay. Yeah, and then... But then so, somebody else comes in. Mm-hmm. True. And says like, oh, let me just fucking break one off. Here's uh-huh. 15 fucking things I've watched. <laughs> oh, let me go into detail about them. It's a them. good segment. It's a, the fans are clamoring. I'm not a segment. fan of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, then maybe you should let someone else give it the direction. I don't trust anybody who's a fan of the podcast. <laughs> it, is, it is hard to trust. You should be on a watch list with people who drink milk in public. Uh, so the first film I'm going to talk about is one you actually recommended to me, The Banshees of Inchirin. Inchirin? Oh, the I just, we just Ed talked Sheeran. about this on the weekend at we my did, kid's birthday party. We did, and you recommended party. it to me. That's right. And what did you think? Um, yeah, it was pretty good. I didn't like it as much as In Bruges, but it was all right. Uh, yeah, I think I still probably prefer In Bruges, but I, I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, so. well, it's an interesting like character study about like what happens if two old friends one of them just decided to be a total jerk and be all like like self-righteous about it and it's like what a jerk it's interesting i don't know if i I took it that way well i know but that's that was kind of what sorry go ahead no i was gonna say i just to put a little thing on i have a co-worker co-worker a person i i work with at times and she is irish she's from belfast Mm -hmm. and i asked her if she's watched it and 
she finally watched it and she loved it. And she said that she believes it's about the war that happened at the time. Yeah. So it's all, yeah, yeah, it's all about, it's all, this is, I don't think this is the troubles. This is the Irish civil war. So this happens between 22 and 23. I'm not knowledgeable Um, enough, I guess. Yeah. It's, uh, it followed the Irish war of independence, um, and accomplished an Irish free state. But I think it was this Irish war where it was pretty much Catholic people, brothers fighting brothers. Wow. And that's happening in the background of this movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So she thinks oh, that this is all just like, a like metaphor type. Yeah. Thing. I don't know. Yeah. No. It totally could be. I refuse to look into anything. So. <laughs> well, I looked into it enough to know that the island is fictitious. It's made up for the movie. Oh, is it? But yeah. I I actually am, I've been on this trip. I don't believe Ireland exists. <laughs> <laughs> that is entirely. I've possible never been at there. This point. It's all just characters, caricatures, and if somebody told if somebody told me that Ireland wasn't a real place, that accent is made up, everything, I would be like, yeah, okay, yeah. It's like um, it's like fucking Borat. Yeah, that's true. I saw, this what you just said made me think of something totally random. I was just uh, like an idiot looking at Facebook earlier, and there was a news, a global news story about. This like solar flare that has broken off from the sun and is like floating around and they've never observed this happening before. Cool. And so there's like a photo of it and uh, there's whatever there's a big thing about the scientists observing it and stuff. Um, and they don't really know what the explanation for it is just yet. But one, one of the comments was some guy who's like, oh, yeah, more real news from global. <laughs> cool picture, though. Nice. <laughs> just killed me <laughs> is it real like but I, okay first of all i don't trust anything i would read on facebook for a second this of all from a news what kind of adult goes on facebook anymore boomers i remember yes. the cool girl in grade nine science class like stood up in the middle of class we were studying astronomy and she's like what if like i don't actually believe that there's like planets out there and the teacher didn't know what to say and at the time we all like laughed of course but like now it's like good for you cool girl no, she's standing up for yourself now she's a what if i don't believe in this propaganda she's a member of parliament uh, for the conservative party of no, canada i believe she's a fentanyl death no oh, oh. no i was that's that's based on that's not funny that's man a total guess. No. it's getting grim all right so, so what banshees, else did you watch banshees, banshees i recommend but it's it's a yeah it's a not a glowing recommend so but it's do you think recommend. it's having watched it and uh one other film and or two other films that are nominated for best picture no what? the the movie we're going to talk about tonight is my recommendation of best picture and you'll you'll get that and he was when i was discussing the best picture nominations with andy he (laughs) actually i want to i want to see tar really bad i just haven't got around to watching it avatar huh no thank you um (laughs) and he was pretty pretty hot under the collar that maverick it doesn't seem was, like it should be in the category. What the fuck does that even mean, man? <laughs> it means that the, the films in the category are like It's meaningful. there to appease the masses. I guess. Yeah, that's what they do now. They throw in a couple of those fan favorites. They don't They don't win, but they're there so that people can be like, I'm represented too. Jurassic Park was nominated slaps? for Best Picture. The first one? The first one? Wasn't it? I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe that. deserved to be. It had something going on. Yeah, oh, I don't understand why. Like, I mean, Jurassic Park's like a 
it's not just fluff though. It's got something going on. Like does it? I don't it even was, know. If, I, I don't even know if it was. I hear. My, I, I might have made that up. I like. <laughs> I think you might have. <laughs> I liked Top Gun, but it's just fluff. It's just like, oh, that's fun. Oh yeah, it's super you fun. I don't. I don't think it. I would. This, no. this movie it that we're talking about Nelly tonight. This picture. <laughs> no, the no. movie that we're going to talk about tonight, I've not stopped thinking about since I watched it. That seems like something that should be on a list for pictures. A watch that are, list. Yeah. Like people listen to um, this podcast. The other one that I'll quickly get. Oh, my goodness. It's not a quickly go through one either. So um, I'll try and get through it quickly. I was recommended by my 96 year old grandfather to watch <laughs> this movie because I was talking about. I saw The Guns of Navarone. Which oh my god, I was about. about to fucking guess it was The Guns of Navarone. Wow. I was up. about to joke. I was it on, The on, Guns on, of Navarone? I think I talked about hold this. On. No, you didn't. Guess what I downloaded yesterday, guys? Guns of Navarone? Because I've never seen it. Guns of Navarone. Guns of Navarone. Okay, so <laughs> I can't fucking believe that. So, I, I, now, it, now it sounds like it's made up. I, I was about it. to say, was it The Guns of fucking Navarone? It was. As a joke, because so, it was the only movie I could pull. Movie, I, I saw that on Netflix, and I was like, you know what? I've heard about this. I want to watch an old Western. Obviously, it's not it's an not old Western. Western. <laughs> it's a World War II movie. That's another... Well, I, I didn't know about it. I just knew it by no, the title, it's, it's and fair, I yeah. knew that it was famous. So I watched it, and it's... Uh, a World War II movie, and that's another movie about a, a fictitious island that people believe was real. But anyway, um, yeah, that's a good story. And I was talking to my 96-year-old grandfather about this, and he was like, like Anthony Quinn movies, you should check out The Shoes of the Fisherman. So I was like, you know what? I'll check it out. That's a good movie. That's a really good movie. I don't think movie. I've ever heard of that, The Shoes so of the Fisherman. So Anthony Quinn is this Russian... Uh, like dissident guy. Well, he's a he's a um, a Catholic priest who gets thrown in the gulag for I don't know. It doesn't really specify, but obviously he's like a he's a good dude. He gets thrown in the gulag, and there's a deal made that lets him go free uh, for some sort of political thing, and he ends up going to the Vatican and gets to be a cardinal. Um, but he's been in the gulag for all these years, right? So he's got unique perspectives, and he's a really gentle, caring dude, and uh, the Pope dies, they're electing a new Pope, and um, everyone just takes a fancy to this guy. They can't decide on who they're going to elect, so they end up electing this Pope. But meanwhile, there's all this political intrigue going on where... Russia is going to take over a bunch of, or no, China is going to take over a bunch of countries because their people are starving. So then there's worry that they're electing this this Russian pope for just political reasons. But you can see that it's it's like he's genuinely a good dude. But anyway, it's got all sorts of interpersonal stuff going on because he's like been isolated in the gulag for all this time. Then he gets graduated up to one of the highest, most prestigious jobs in the world. And he's still like kind of a prisoner because it's like, just want to go out and like look at stuff and it's like i don't think you're supposed to but he's like whatever i'm gonna anyway and he just like wanders around rome looking at it's it's really cool i don't it's worth checking out dennis schwartz from Mm. dennis schwartz movie reviews on rotten tomato says critics have comically dubbed it zorba the pope c plus so i'm out that's that's really racist anthony quinn is a greek but he's supposed to be a, a russian I don't know, man. I'm telling you, it's got seven reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's not looking good. Dude, watch it. I had to pay for it. I had to rent it off of YouTube, but it was Can worth I it. Can your login? Uh, I rented it. It is. I no longer have access. Oh. Uh, well, I haven't heard of that, but it does sound interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Put you got anything list. else? That's it. That's all I got. That's it. John, what do you got? Uh, I'll hit you with two. 
I watched uh, which one first? Oh, did you see Kunk on Earth yet? That was another one that I, I started watching that. But so I know it's so deadpan. It is deadpan. Uh, I watched two movies. Which one do you want me to talk about first? I watched Dune and I watched uh, Triangle of Sadness. Uh, well, let's go Triangle of Sadness. Triangle of Sadness is amazing. It's yeah. so fucking funny. Yeah, you were telling me it's, about that, but it's weird, isn't it? It, I, I'm not gonna, like, I can't even describe. Same guy that did Force Majeure. Well, it's well a back. farce. It's a, it's like eat the rich. Like, yeah, I mean that was a real theme going on with movies last year. Like uh, pretty similar to the menu. Some of the same kind of fucking start actually doing in real life. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I I really enjoyed it. I, I thought, really liked it. It's fucking hilarious. Like it's yeah. truly hilarious. The Woody Harrelson stuff. The Woody Harrelson stuff is amazing. Where they're drunk um, and the uh, the stuff that there's three chapters. Mm-hmm. The opening scene is ridiculous, <laughs> and apparently, according to Ashton Kutcher, very accurate. Oh, yeah. Um, about relax? male models. Can you relax your triangle of sadness? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's the uh, so there's the, the the opening with the first chapter with the models. You mm-hmm. get introduced to the characters. Second chapter takes place on a boat, and then the third chapter. I don't want to give anything away, but the ending of the second chapter. Mm-hmm. Is about ten minutes of the most ridiculous, <laughs> disgusting, it's pretty gross, hilarious, gross bullshit. It yeah, it's it's really funny. I really I really liked it. I, I, it's one of those movies I feel like I could watch it again and really enjoy it a second yeah. time. Where's this available? It's out there. Oh right, I keep asking this, and you guys are like, we can't disclose our avenues I of have, access. I uh, well, I am, I am now it. I am now a part of the guild. I'm in. Uh, I get screeners. <laughs> so I, 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 uh, I get Oscar oh, screeners. That's nice. So. Wow. Uh, the other movie, so Dune. Uh, what did you guys think before I give you my? Never seen it. I'd like to. Uh, I liked it. Okay, I didn't. I did not love it. Did they do Frankie Herbert justice? I've never read. It the is. Book. It is surprisingly accurate to the book, but I, I I'm not in love with the book either. For the same reasons, I'm not in love with the movie. So I really enjoyed the film. Um, I do feel that it was like a really, really expensive pilot for a TV show <laughs> because I feel like narratively it's kind of like well, it just kind of ends halfway. It ends halfway, but also the way it's just the first half. They of the could book. have ended uh, it. They could have ended it earlier, and it would have made more sense. Mm. But is it cliffhanger or is it just no? It's more like oh, now that we're all introduced and we understand the stakes, oh. let's prepare for war. I see. Uh, well, I really enjoyed it. It's then. fucking gorgeous film. Like it's yeah. shot beautifully. Um, we're the, gonna intercut that with uh, talking about Avatar. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do that. John, we're gonna do that. You're gonna get your film. You're gonna get your hands on the raw, the raw edit. I can talk to the house cat. He can. He can he talk can, to the house cat. He can use his I claws can twist, we can twist to his arm. cut up the tape. Uh, okay. <laughs> you can't. Uh, what are you gonna do? Extort me? And then Go we'll crazy! Play that same bit over and over. Uh, it's um, worthwhile. It'd be funny. I really enjoyed it. Everything was gorgeous. I thought the costume designs was amazing, and the the music, actually, the music in Sa- uh, Triangle of Sadness, the score in Triangle of Sadness and Dune are both different, obviously, but also both amazing. I actually I don't remember the score in Triangle of Sadness now, but I do remember it standing out in Dune for sure. Yeah, so I mean, those were two films I really liked. I highly recommend both of them. Um, if just check them out. Like read the, I mean, everybody knows Dune, but check out the synopsis for Triangle of Sadness. And if he sounds like he might be something you're into, I would recommend it. 
um, for what it's worth, it is up for Best Picture if people care about that dumb shit. I didn't even realize it was up for Best Picture. Along with the movie we're about to talk about, let's skip Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> that was a perfect segue, but we're going to have to been. put that segue in the, uh, in the bank. Yeah. I want to hear Hold what on Dustin's been uh, See scrolling letterbox. Dustin watched just The Robe. Well, the I robe. had a few too, but I kept it a little bit more respectful. Oh, and just before this, actually, one more thing. Just before this recording, I watched the uh, sixth episode of Poker Face. Oh yeah, I gotta. Get, I'm gonna get caught up on that this week. I haven't watched it yet. Are you gonna get caught up? Are you caught up on Walking Dead? Walking Dead. Yeah. Sorry, not it. the Walking Dead. Love it. The fucking <laughs> Walking Dead 2.0. Walking Last Dead of, with Last mushrooms. Last of Us. Yes, yeah. I am caught up on that. Whew. Oh yeah. Good show. You recommended that to me, and I still haven't. Pretty started, damn good. Pretty damn good. I started. Playing. I can't believe the work they put into making like all the sets and stuff look like all the locations in the fucking game. Fucking crazy. I just, I just like out of was bored, so I just put in the second game, which I've never finished. Oh yeah. And just like played the first like hour, which is like a fucking cutscene. <laughs> it felt like an hour, but man, it recaps the ending of the game. Whew. Yeah. Little little <laughs> dagger to the heart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I watched a couple things. I watched Brotherhood of Death. This was a cool. black exploitation film. That's awesome. Uh, can't remember where I heard about this one, but somebody was saying it was underrated. Uh, basically, these these three black guys come home from Vietnam War, and uh, they get into like run-ins with these local KKK members that live in the same town. And, as one uh, is as, bound to do. Right, and. The KKK guys uh, rape a, a woman they know, and they blame them for it. And then they start they start like killing a bunch of the black people in town. So these three guys that went to war, they stage a war on these KKK guys. Pretty nice. satisfying as these yeah. black exploitation movies go. Uh, the actors are all really amateurish, but like in a charming way. Like it wasn't cool. like one of those things where you're watching and you're like, "Oh, this is so bad." It was more like, uh, "This is kind of." fun in a way because it's not exactly like the standard acting you'd see in a scene yeah um but yeah it was enjoyable it's not not amazing not one of the greatest black exploitation movies i've ever seen but it was quite fun um then i watched pennywise the story of it the documentary cool about the making yeah, of the 1990 uh it miniseries uh that was really fun to watch actually like it took me back a lot because that movie and that book were so important to me as a kid yeah. Um, and so it was just fun to kind of revisit all of that and each bit of that. Um, and, of course, so many of the people in the movie are, are dead now, which is kind of crazy to think about. Like, John yeah. Ritter is dead. Yeah. Ha- Harry Anderson is dead. Like, right. Um, Seth, uh, they had interviews with Tim Curry, but, of course, he's kind of messed up because he had a, str- like a major stroke a while back, which yeah. is why you don't really see him in anything anymore. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, they did interview him, so that was nice. Um, but yeah, that was pretty cool, especially if you were into that, like into that movie, then you would love it. I watched Savage Beach, cool. which is made by Andy Sedaris, who did Hard Ticket to Hawaii, which we've done on this show. Savage Beach, that looks awesome. It is exactly what it looks like. <laughs> so so it delivers on it's that basically poster. Well. Really cheesy action film with like some soft core action spread throughout. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know if you remember Hard Ticket to Hawaii very well, John. Oh, yeah. But basically, it's the same kind of thing. It's not as crazy as that one, though, so I, I didn't have as much fun with it. Like, you know, in Hard Ticket to Hawaii, they use a bazooka to blow up a snake that comes through a wall. Just when you thought it was safe to take a pee. 
<laughs> and they got the frisbee scene and all that stuff. This is still pretty fun. Really stupid acting. Really ridiculous plot. The acting is like straight up fucking terrible. Last movie I mentioned, I watched Jennifer Eight, which is a movie I saw back in the day. Oh man, serial killer. She's, like, she's blind, right? Yeah, Uma Thurman is blind. Andy Garcia is investigating these this is, serial killings that are all blind girls. Yeah, this is one of those movies that was just like always around, <laughs> always on like the VHS. Right, like, it just like stood out. Yeah. Uh, I saw it back then. I liked it. Um, and I'm, I watched it again now and I feel about the same. Like, it's not an amazing movie by any means. But there's something mm. about the vibe of it that I really enjoy. Like, cool. it's, it's a Pacific Northwest shot in Vancouver area movie, which I didn't even realize as a kid when I saw it. But um, it should have because it's, like, fucking pouring rain all the time and stuff. <laughs> it's just one of those serial killer movies where it's, like, it's rainy, it's dark, it's there's a lot of atmosphere. The score is pretty creepy and cool. There's some legitimately creepy scenes. There's a scene where Uma Thurman, the blind girl, she's uh, taking a bath and doesn't realize that there's a dude in the room with her, and he's like taking flash photography of her in the tub. She and can't a, hear that. Well, yeah, it's not flashing because she's like running the water. Or whatever, oh, but, like, of course. Um, so that is like I don't know. It's a very unnerving scene and stuff. So that's weird. It's it's a really I flawed movie, but feel like yeah, you'd be able to like your sense of hearing is heightened and not that you get like full echolocation, but I feel like oh, yeah, you'd she's be like able Daredevil. to tell. She's like, <laughs> yeah, no, but I feel like you know when she's someone's making free phone calls, like the way that sound bounces off the walls. I feel like, are you, anyway. you going to pick apart this Andy Garcia film? <laughs> Interesting. The, the director though, <laughs> fucking the director, uh, Bruce Robinson. Yeah. With, with nail and with I. Nail and I yeah. Which is, I remember watching that with, with you gotta watch with Nail and I. <laughs> no m- more fucks than in any other movie. This is the most ridiculous film ever made. Have you ever seen it, Andy? No. Uh, it's a funny movie. It, it's, it's funny. It's one of those ones where you gotta like fucking keep up with it because the accents are so thick. Oh, and stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah. Put a captioning on sometimes. Um, but anyway, Jennifer 8, it's a weird movie. It's like not, it's not something I'd be like wholeheartedly like, you gotta see this. But if you like, you know, these 90s thrillers and, like, serial killer movies. Um, I, th- I don't know. I like the vibe of it. Cool. But Double yeah. feature with copycat? Yeah, or something Remind like that. Yeah, or Eye for an Eye, or one of those. Uh, 92. 92. Okay. Yeah. So does it feel like late 80s type of thing? No, it definitely feels like that the 90s thrillers. Andy Garcia is in it. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, fair enough. Uh, Lance Henriksen's great part in it. Lance cool. Henriksen, as you might Lance know him as Hen- Andy. Lance Henriksen. <laughs> All right, never mind all that shit. We're going to get into reviewing today's film. Uh, we are talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. James, roll that trailer. Oh, Mrs. Shit. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now, you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. What's happening? I'm not your husband. I'm another version of him from another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today. I don't time to help you. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. You can access all their memories, their emotions, even their skills. There's a great evil 
already fought the many verses. And you may be your only chance of stopping it. All right, so Everything Everywhere All at Once, 2022, directed by the Daniels, Daniel Scheinhart and Daniel Kwan, uh, starring Michelle Yeoh, Kehoi Kwan, Stephanie Su, James Hong, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jenny Slate. Uh, Andy, yeah. you wanted to do this film. So, so I recommended this because, or I, I asked, uh, I, I swung my my Patreon dollars around and... and uh, and strongly recommended that we do this movie knowing full well that <laughs> it's it's not like fully in the action genre it's more action adjacent there's a lot of action in it uh, yeah i don't know if it's gonna go on the list and i wouldn't venture to to say well, either we'll, way. we'll, it we'll is talk your, about that when we get choice. to the end of the review i guess um but i this movie resonated with me so much like i say i can't stop thinking about it since i watched it i don't know if my read on it and and really it's just an excuse for me to kind of talk to people about it because there's no context where i can sort of get my thoughts out with someone uh in this same kind of forum and and see if if other people sort of feel the same way i've lately because i've watched it a bunch of times and i'm curious if if my sort of reading on it is is more sort of on the nose well i'm curious to get your thoughts of it anyway but i really really enjoyed it and i'm looking forward to talking about it nice and john of course you've seen this movie already before oh yeah i've seen it i watched it again last night and uh yeah (laughs) it's good i watched it the first the first time i watched it i was drinking yeah, and it's hard. And the to last follow, time right? I watched it, I watched it yesterday, and I was just like on, or yeah, on edible with edibles. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually like, I don't know. There's so much to talk about because, like, I remember the so the first time I watched it, uh, I was like picking up on these like weird things that I started noticing like right away. Yeah. Like right there's away. A lot. There's, there's so much in. There. I don't know. The first thing I noticed. Should we actually we should do the synopsis first before we get into it? Yeah. Well, another thing that I was wondering. uh, Well, no, we can do the synopsis first. But but like my general read on it, like I was curious if if it'd be helpful to to sort of talk about that at the beginning and then see how that fits into everything. But we can go synopsis first, and then I'll sort of let you know what my thoughts are. All right. So, an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save what's important to her by connecting with the lives she could have led in other universes. It's a pretty basic synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot going on in this film. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's the point, right? Yeah. And it uses that so effectively, I thought. Yeah. So, like, the first thing I noticed that the film was a little bit weird is I... I, and I, I didn't notice this the second time as much, but um, just before it cuts to the uh, title screen of Everything All at Once Part One, I think it is just mm-hmm. after the everything, yeah, everything, the, everything. Yeah. A- after the dad, oh, just God, the dad comes so down, right? Mm-hmm. So just as they're sitting in, there's like the it's like the shot of them at the table. I he he like takes his napkin and he uh, wipes his mouth. He blows his nose, I think. Wipes wipes his mouth. Blows his nose, I think. He then like cleans off his chopsticks, I think. Yeah. And then he rubs the edge. Yeah, he rubs the edge of the bowl and then maybe touches chopsticks with the napkin. And then he continues. He and it's like he's about to put the napkin in the bowl, like he's done eating. Like you know, like somebody but would do at the end going. of a dinner. Yeah. And instead of that, he keeps eating. And I'm watching. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck did he just do? And I'm like talking to my wife, and I'm like, 
and we re- I rewound it because I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, he, did you see that? That was really gross. Is that a play on the <laughs> bit that he just eats a lot? No, like, that's it's a, a recurring no, theme. no, it's a play on it's a play on the fact that they have to do weird they have to do weird shit in order to enact or to enable their enable abilities the, they can access from other yeah. Versions so it's it's oh he, so he's already he's, becoming Alpha Gong Gong at that point. Yes. Okay. So he's already it's, it's already showing that earlier. See, and then I didn't throughout the that at all. yeah, so then throughout yeah. the film also it keeps playing that song, the story of a girl. Yes, yes. But it keeps playing it in different iterations. Yeah. So the first time I noticed it, I think it was when they were in the car and you could hear it silent, like really quietly. They were in the uh, Winnebago. Yeah. Oh yeah. But then they play it in just like they play like I think just the like like a elevator music version of it. They use the lines in multiple scenes. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's throughout the entire film. That song is like interesting, a part of it. Cool. So it was like, yeah. So right off the bat, the first time I watched it, I was very like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I knew this movie was going to be weird, but like, yeah. <laughs> and then the second time I watched it, I feel like everything kind of just came together. Like yeah. I didn't notice that stuff as much. Yeah. And I was kind of more just following like the There's multiple like universe that. stuff. Yeah. And how like, like I have an opinion that like, it's obviously none of it's real. It's all just like it's it's, it's all a metaphor. It's for, a metaphor for the the mm-hmm. lower story, like yeah, the, the, but, the mm-hmm. primary. And it was story. nice to be able to watch it and not think about like how does this all work? To, it's like I'm watching Primal, you know, or not Prime Primer. Yeah, you right, know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like I'm not trying to figure out like how it all works because yeah. it doesn't matter how it all works. Yeah, you get to the just, mechanics uh, are less the, important than the emotional uh, truths of the. If if you can get to how it works too, I feel like that adds a lot. Like you can never fully uncover, and there's enough holes. But I feel like the more that you invest into it, the more that you feel that stuff lines up and makes sense. Do you have like a wall at your house? <laughs> He's got a Charlie yeah. Charlie yeah. wall. It's always sunny. Yeah. Totally yeah. no. I, I I swear I could start a cult based on the teachings of this film and be pretty effective at it. Pop there, Sylvia. Pop Sylvia. Pop Sylvia. There is enough in here. Cheryl. Like Cheryl. So one, I, I'll, I'll get into it a little bit. The reason why I think it resonated with me so much is because, um, a lot of it has to do with how I personally experience anxiety, and that, like, that is is sort of portrayed so well in terms of what you pay attention to at any given moment like the importance of multiple things causes me so much anxiety and you probably get this john like when you're at a certain age and you have kids and you have so much going on in your life there's so many things that are like vying for top priority super important Mm -hmm. and it's like i get home from work and i'm like I have no mental energy left and one kid's yelling at me and I'm trying to deal with that situation and then the other kid just asked me to play a game or something and I'm like, no, I don't have time for this, go away. And then I'm like, oh, did I just cause trauma and so on? There's so much going on. The beginning of this movie, Evelyn's got like her taxes. She's getting audited for her taxes. She's got the daughter that that obviously wants to or or is being encouraged to to stand up for herself and and uh, explain her yeah her her sexual orientation to her gong gong. 
um, which is important to her, but at the same time trying to do it through Evelyn, and Evelyn's like, I got all this other stuff going on, going she's, out of business. She's, she's organizing this party. Getting a divorce, having a party. She's getting a divorce she doesn't even know like, about. <laughs> and, and that's why I didn't notice Gong Gong cleaning his bowl at that point, because it was right after he, like, um, Joy had just stormed off with her girlfriend, and Evelyn's trying to to reconcile the fact that she just kind of underplayed her daughter's important thing because she's got so much else going on. It's like, do we have time to explain this? Well, there's to that, but there's like the, it's like that. I don't know. There's like that human thing of sometimes we can't say the thing we actually want to say, totally. and we say something else. In this case, she says something terrible and yeah you're getting fat you need to eat healthy um so at this point that's when it does a little bit so you're processing this as a viewer you're processing all of this stuff at the same time and evelyn's sitting at the table i didn't notice gong gong because i'm just looking at evelyn completely overwhelmed and i'm like i get that and then Wayman says, well, what are you thinking about? <laughs> and <laughs> and like it it waits just that beat where you're like, oh, my God, she's thinking about and it's like <laughs> everything. And I'm like, I so get that this movie has talked to me. Um, so, yeah, that is how I experience anxiety is is tr- vi- different things vying for the importance and, and, and feeling like you're not paying attention to the right thing. And somehow that's going to right, cause other, trauma. I'm, I'm doing this thing. And that means like six other things are going. And by so the wayside this or, is already happening in the movie before she gets into the yeah, other the universes crazy shit, yeah. where that is the main mechanic that. It, it, that Waymond is afraid about, but is is her superpower anyway? It it gets so much deeper. But just to finish up on sort of putting a, a bow on my whole sort of concept here, so Evelyn is like the personification of anxiety, experiencing that, trying to figure out what's important, and and just like try it's like it's just this frantic anxious like that's how anxiety comes about for me on the other hand joy with the same stimuli has got to the point like evelyn keeps it together and still does what she needs to do but none of it's done 100 percent right joy on the other hand the the, well jobu topaki's main problem in the movie is with that same experience, by experiencing everything, by having all of that at the same time, it causes her to be cynical, which, again, is... Becomes like nihilistic. Is, well, yeah, and that's like absurdism, and I don't know how philosophical we want to get, <laughs> but that she's the Super. personification <laughs> of depression. I know that's how depression manifests for a lot of people. It's like so much going on that it it's like if everything matters so much, then nothing matters. It doesn't, it's like, it's just, it ends up being depressive, and then... And the movie, as well as being a metaphor for the understory about what's important and, and who to talk to and, and what to, to give priority to in your life, it is also talking about anxiety and depression and, and different views on that. That's my read of it. And um, yeah, we can talk about sort of the individual pieces of that as we work through this Well, story. John, you said you, you yeah, were feeling so like you had I, a different I think, read I think something. I see that. Um, I think I understand. I think it is definitely about her anxiety. Um, I don't think that she ever has considered up to that point the effect of what she does on her daughter. Um, I think that this movie is 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 really it's about generational trauma and it's about how we pass down the trauma in a lot of ways 
um, we pass down our trauma to our children. Yeah. Um, and this is like how her dad is always in the driver's seat. Yeah. Um, so like even at the end, when you think like when you realize that her dad is also one of the alphas and he's in the alpha team that's like trying to like prevent um, the bagel in thing <laughs> yeah. from happening, um, he's actually a sleeper agent. Evelyn. Yeah. yeah. So he's bagel. yeah he's he's actually not bagel. a because if you if you're thinking that like alpha um, is it what's Waymond mm-hmm. is like the supposed to be like the traditional hero in the film yeah. where he's trying to save her. Yeah. The dad, her dad is, um, is it appears at first when the first time you see him in alpha, you're like, Oh, he's part of this team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when he shows up, he has a different agenda. He actually has a secret agenda, which is to actually let joy destroy Evelyn because there's a part where he, Evelyn no. is tr- Evelyn is going well, to I'm gonna disagree. Evelyn is well. Evelyn is going to stop Joy. That's la- a bit later. It's later. It's he, at the, he it's wants to the destroy end. Evelyn to begin with, just yeah. because he wants to get rid of uh, anyone that's been exposed to the the th- to the yeah. Jobu Tapaki. But yeah. his, his main goal, goal is to destroy is to get rid of Jobu, Jobu Tapaki. Yeah. So later on, when Evelyn is he knows Evelyn this Evelyn is trying to save. Jobu Tabaki, yeah. then then he also oh, okay. wants to destroy. But it's it's so up until like or that, make it so that I don't think up she until lets Jobu Tabaki destroy herself. Exactly. But by see, this is where we also kind of disagree with what her what what I don't I'm not gonna say these names because I'm gonna <laughs> make, make a mistake. But what it's a evil joy. Mm-hmm. Jobu Tabaki. Um, <laughs> what Joy is doing is she's gonna destroy everything. Her yeah. destroying herself destroys everything, that, yeah. which is not then. That's what the dad wants. The but, dad wants everything to be destroyed because what's happening isn't what he wanted. Yeah. So what she's trying to do is she's actually trying to overcome her father the entire time. Yeah. So that she can let go of that generational trauma. She can let go of what her father did. She can not think that every decision she ever made was the wrong one because that's what he said. That's how he treated her. He said everything that she did when she did, she made a mistake. She was ruining everything. You're going to go with this boy to be right in that universe though. But there is no other universes. There is no such thing as the other universes. In my mind, to to my mind, what they are is all those universes are, is almost like a midlife crisis that you go through when you're like, what would have happened? No, and that's what would fair. have happened differently mm-hmm. if I had have married sure. that person or gone down that totally path? Totally valid yeah. reading. And 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 I think that that's what she's overcoming. So in the end, she doesn't. She overcomes her father, which allows her to let go. She um, finally stops putting up the barriers to think because she she's been raised to think that her 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 husband. Not raised, but she's been brought to think that her husband is useless when in reality he is constantly fixing everything for her. Yeah. It might not be perfect, but he's also doing something. That whole that that spot in the ceiling, how long was it there he for? He has to make up for a lot and, of her sh- yeah. shortcomings. So right? that spot in the ceiling, yeah. sure, he didn't use the right paint. But yeah. you know what he, he didn't he use did? the right paint? He, he did got it he done. did do something. Yeah. He got the laundry moved. He got the laundry moved. He helped. He helped with the accounting. He helps when <laughs> so there's a much. customer. <laughs> when there's a customer at the laundromat, He's that's a problem. He's placating people that she yeah. and refuses he, to. He is 
everything that she is not in that he does listen. He does try. He is selfless in so many ways up to the point where he's been pushed to, I can't be selfless anymore. Mm. And now he's for the first time, maybe he's being like, no, I I have to protect myself. And that's why he's giving up the divorce papers. But then what she does is she learns to listen and she learns to accept that maybe because it's like it's all about how I'm, I'm kind of like free thinking here, but it's all about how like this is the worst Evelyn because That's in her he mind, says, yeah. but in her mind, she believes that she's made the worst of her life. She sees herself mm-hmm. in these other opportunities where she's a, a not just an actress, but Singer, like a, a kung uh, fu master and, and all this stuff. And I, I uh, love Mongol, that idea. Mongolian grill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and she thinks that she thinks no, that Rakakuni. she is the worst. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's but, seen it, too much. but she's saying that no, she's it's not the worst. Yeah. She's she's allowing herself to to like to see the people around her for who they are that they love her that they care about her that um Wayman does all these things and she lets that in and that gives her the ability to to actually make steps and to when she starts acting like him yeah that allows her to make the steps to change who she is and repair her relationship with her daughter and to, and to like break that that chain that she had with her father, which isn't even as real as she thinks it is, which is shown by the fact that when Evelyn uh, mm-hmm. finally tells her dad that, that Joy is gay, yeah. is a lesbian. A girlfriend. It doesn't even matter. Her, her dad doesn't even care. He's, He's just the, thinking about it. You know, but yeah. the, no, but the last scene with him in it is her is him being wheeled around. Is it Becky? Becky. Yeah. Yeah. Him being wheeled around yeah. by Becky and she being happy. But that's exactly, yeah, what where it comes to to sort of the main thrust. I think we're not far off. We're not far off. I think it's just that we're we're I think well, that here's the thing. we pick up on different we're picking up on different things. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna agree with both of you because I mean, the fucking movie is everything, yeah. everywhere all at once. So it isn't one. It's not. It's not <laughs> well, one it's or the not other. It's not one interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not trying yeah. to say that my uh, way is I mean, right. I think all that is. I think I agree with everything. Pretty much everything you said, but I didn't disagree with what Andy was saying. No, either. no, no. Like, yeah. I think all well, of no. that is all in there. Like, totally. Yeah. It's it's not like a. It's, it's not a poem, that like uses certain words yeah. that you know indicate like you know spring and like it's nothing like that right like you're you're it's just everything it's fucking hot dog fingers it's it's everything (laughs) it's literally everything and it's like if you get some joy out of that if it helps you and and we're also making this into being something that it's not this movie isn't like a fucking it's you know it's not like a religious text or or whatever (laughs) well you haven't let me finish yet (laughs) it's it's just something there's there's people made the church that i I think that it's just like I think this is why it's up for best picture because it truly connects in a way that Top Gun Maverick doesn't. Yeah. You're it, not going home and, deep. and philosophizing about this. Yeah. About <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. Whereas this, you're like, there are layers. Well, but hold I, on, guys. Do you think those were supposed to be Russians when he goes to that I haven't seen Top Gun yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think there is, um, I do think there is a, maybe, just thinking no, no, here. I, there, I, there might be a problem with thinking about it too much. No, I don't know. I no, don't think that's a problem with this movie. The more I think about it, the more rewarding it is. The more stuff lands, the that more is, I'm thinking Then about you it. have to ask about intention. 
Well, true, and that's why I say I don't know if my reading is right, but my reading is meaningful. Like it provides me new insights into things like anxiety and depression. This is how right? culture started. <laughs> this is how what culture started. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. I can start a cult on this, right? Like, yes, let's do it. I'm uh, I'm David Koresh, and this is my lawnmower man. <laughs> Is that right, David Koresh? David man? Koresh and the Lawnmower Man. Yeah. Wait, no. David Koresh was a real guy. Yeah. Lawnmower no. Man. Da- David Koresh was like a Mormon. Yeah. No, no. I think I'm Mormon? right. I think Wasn't he? The, the he's the documentary he's Waco, I watched. Texas. He's Waco. Where he's like, they you weren't guys, Mormon, were they? You guys got to come. Yeah. yeah they they were Mormon off, because, because, because I met a person who grew up in our town, Mormon, Mm-hmm. And went to the church that burnt down. Oh, that was by your guys' house when yeah, you were yeah. kids. Yeah, we had we had. So when David that... Koresh was locked up, and the FBI was like pounding on his door, yeah, he was calling other churches because he was connected to Bountiful and other, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So when David Koresh was in there, he made calls to the church here. Wow. To get help, <laughs> wow. and they didn't help. Wow. From it's from what this <laughs> from what this you're on your own, buddy. Yeah, from what this ex Mormon tells me, what did you get for having that, that many grew wives? up around here? And they're like, you left the Latter Day Saints, yeah. bud. <laughs> you are on um, your own. I don't know. There's there's so much to talk about with this movie. It is hard to it's hard to boil it down because yeah. like yes, okay. So you mentioned it's maybe it's not necessarily an action movie, but there's like there's this whole element of it being a Kung Fu movie in the background going on. Right. Although it's like the wackiest Kung Fu movie you've ever fucking seen. I love it. Um, and it's a comedy. Like it's fucking hilarious. It's sci-fi. It's sci-fi movie. It's got some matrix shit going on. Totally. But, and then it's also obviously like a a A a serious drama, drama, family drama. Right. So it's got all that going on and it, it's everything. Yeah. It's everything. (laughs) Um, it's very well balanced, I feel like. Like Absolutely. The only other movie I've seen by these guys is the fucking dead farting corpse movie, Swiss Army Man. Which I haven't seen, but I have seen one of the Daniels made um was it like so oh, long I, Yeah, what the was guy it, what was So his? Long Dicky Dicky Long or Dickie some shit long, like that. Which is about a guy who fucks a horse and right. dies. <laughs> <laughs> well The Death of Dicky Long. Um okay. So I haven't seen that one or yet. Or Dick Long. And the Swiss Army Man, it was an amusing oddity, but it's not like a great movie or anything. Well, people it's love that movie. It's very strange. And I mean, I only saw it the once when it came out. Didn't love it. Thought it was okay. Just because I was, I was like, well, it's fucking something different. It's the That's Daniels for sure. And Daniel Radcliffe. So then it's it like just seems like a huge jump to go from those movies to something to this, so, where yeah, I feel like so they're they're working it. on a lot of levels here. Yeah. Like, Does it feel like a big jump? Look at what the fuck. Not happens. Not, not in terms of the weirdness. No, but like, like it, but I'm just saying, like they were always weird. But I'm saying, like, as far as like just they got an opportunity to do something. I know, but and and they, it, it seems like a jump in, jump in terms of screenplay, and then in terms of. The logistics of putting this together, because when you think about putting this movie together and wow. all the fucking edited project. shots that you need yeah. for, you know, conveying these universes, even sometimes where it's just like flashing through and they're, the rea- they're different realities. They're interesting, too. They've got some interesting edits in there. Some of it, I wonder if it was done in post and we can get to that if we have time. But like the, the shots of her sort of the quick montage of her becoming a movie star. Some of that is actual footage of the actress. I saw <laughs> right. I saw a uh, Crazy Rich Asian sign in the yeah. background oh, in the yeah, movie. Yeah. Which is she's like, Michelle oh, okay. Yeoh. She's yeah. a fucking famous This is actress. like, yeah, that's that's some pretty clever 
clever, uh, yeah, production value. And I mean, incorporating the kung fu stuff, which of course also makes sense for Michelle Yeoh and her yeah. background. Um, uh, I think that we should get into the actual action aspects and just maybe walk through the movie a little bit more. And I think we should okay. do that after we take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right. And we're back after a bit of a break here. Speaking uh, of having to keep multiple things in consciousness at all times, <laughs> I had to leave to go Andy, pick up my daughter from gymnastics. <laughs> Andy had responsibilities that uh, had to had to come first. And now you get a little bit of an insight into why that <laughs> movie resonates so much. So were you having and the anxiety? I've, I gotta go pick her up. I've gotta do the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, seriously, I started using that at home and my wife is not pleased. I start, anytime there is like multiple things going on at the same time, I'm like, I'm burning Gong Gong's noodles here and she is displeased with me saying that. <laughs> She's like, yeah, no shit. We're all doing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, well, yeah, let's do what John was suggesting, which is to talk about some of the action sequences, talk about some Sounds of the, the surface-level fun of the movie, which is it's just a fun, weird action comedy thing, mm-hmm. too, going on. Even if you don't sort of follow, even if you take everything out of it, it's still cool to see Short Round go from this super timid kid, well, not a kid, super timid just husband guy to like action star and doing the wings <laughs> using and his everything. fanny pack as yeah. his weapon and stuff uh i mean how great first of all just to see him back on screen because oh yeah it's been a long time um and seeing him now get all this uh you know praise Acclaim, and stuff it's, yeah it's he was really in good. a weird adventure like a kid's adventure movie a couple years back i just saw him out of the corner of my eye when my kids were watching some oh, adventure really? movie it was just a couple years back and i was like oh that's cool um, but then, yeah, super excited to see him here. Yeah, and uh, hopefully this leads to more more work for him because I mean I'm sure it will. But uh, he's so good in this. Like it seems like uh, I don't know. He didn't didn't really miss a step. It feels like yeah, <laughs> almost uh, reprising his role as Data a little bit with all the gadgets bit. and stuff bit, yeah. in his in his <laughs> yeah. uh, fanny pack. Uh, but yeah, there's that. The so that's that's when really when the first action scene breaks out is when yeah. they go to the the audit that they're having with Jamie Lee Curtis. That's when she he appears to her in the elevator, gives her the earpieces kind of gives her a brief yeah. rundown of what's going on. And at that point, as an audience member, you still yeah. kind of have huh? no idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is happening? Yeah. He gives her these weird instructions, put your shoes but on the other opposite feet. I and... love at just kind of touching back on sort of the, the overall theme. I absolutely love that it is right when she says, if I have one more thing in my head, I think it's going to explode. And then it's like, oh, by the way, <laughs> Everything there is now compartmentalized as essentially nothing, and you have this ex- gigantic, exponentially large <laughs> other thing to consider now. Yeah, that is so much more massive than yeah than what you've already been dealing. With. I love it. it. It's like here is what's going on, and here is the metaphor that takes it out to like the infinite degree. Um, it, it's just fantastic. Uh, yeah, and so then we get the glimpses. That she's kind of straddling two different realities there because she's she's using the headpiece thing, but like um, we see we find out that this Jobu Topaki person is coming, um, and then her acolytes are there and start and uh, yeah, and the Jamie Lee Curtis followers. character is one in the I other in the other that. universe. And in, she's got the she got the bagel circle drawn on her head. You can see how Deidre uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character is susceptible to that type of thing. 
even before you see that she is one of the the cult leaders even before she talks to oh people of the 6000 some odd thetaverse <laughs> we are about to be graced by the presence of our sovereign <laughs> leader but when she's talking about the receipts, when she's just regular Deidre, she's talking about the receipts to Evelyn. She draws a she draws big the circle. circle. Yeah. It's, Can it's, you explain this to me? Right yeah, here? exactly. So <laughs> she's like, yeah, just those those pieces falling into place. It's just so perfect. Uh, and just actually just listening to her do her bits about yeah. like about the number about the accounting stuff about you don't the... get these without <laughs> seeing a lot of bullshit <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's doing like the new york uh, accent so uh but then the action breaks out and jamie lee curtis you know in her 70s playing this character <laughs> she's so like doing the yeah. act she's like the evil action person and in the scene and then i love that concept too sorry to interrupt but i love the concept of in order to access the other life path, you need to do something <laughs> Some random shit. Yeah, but it's not it's it's it appears random, but it's very specific that corresponds to this life path. Like you can see how some of them kind of trigger it. Like even with the sausage fingers, you see that she's like <laughs> looking at a drawing with like these big fingers and there's something else. Like every piece makes sense. And the sauce, and and she accidentally falls into the sausage fingers area, when she doesn't profess she, her love properly. Yes, and then to she Deidre. still hits. She still hits the button that's supposed to make yeah. her access the other, the uh, the other reality. But then it like then it goes haywire because. And yeah, but you can see like how she's that, off the map. You can see how that pays off later because in that reality, what she needs to do. Because she professes her love in that reality. Right, and then and, she's and in love with she's Deirdre. She's in love with Deidre in that, yeah. and she has to come through and, and profess her love fully and not just, like, half mean it or whatever. Right, has to, so she it has pays to actually off. mean it. Yeah. But then there's, like, you know, uh, Keiho Kwan is, like, he has to cut. Uh, he has, needs five paper cuts, like, between yeah, his fingers. I love it. And stuff, like, just, well, there's, like, eat the gum, I have to eat the gum off yeah. the bottom of the desk, all this kind of, like, gross stuff or whatever. Yeah. But that stuff's all really fun, and then, like, you know, like, the the fights are fun. They're not, like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, these are the best action sequences we've, no, we've it, seen yeah. in movies. No, but that's not the point. No, no, exactly. Because this isn't, okay, so, this is an action movie. It just is. Uh, we've, we've seen <laughs> we've seen worse action sequences in sure. in movies that we would consider action action mm-hmm. movies. This is absolutely an action film. Um, Do you think it, when we t- we talk about we've <clears throat> talked about this so much about what's an action movie, what's not an action movie? Do you think intent constitutes anything when we talk about that? Um, because sometimes, like you're saying, we've seen worse we've seen worse action movies where. They're like we are setting out to make an action film, and it's not necessarily yeah, like very fucking successful. hell or high water. We're making an action movie. Yeah. We don't give a fuck how it looks. Yeah, but we're gonna make one. We've seen those movies. You talked about them, like fucking you know, like Killer Beach or whatever the so, fuck you were talking about. <laughs> so what I, I think that sometimes we get blinded by the intent, mm-hmm. and we are like, well, obviously this is an action film. It has guns in it, and it has people kicking each other um whereas whereas maybe this movie the intent wasn't first to be an action movie but it it just is it it just is because not just because it has the action sequences be and because but because it's such an integral part of the film Mm. um 
and and the makeup there are, of the there film. are quite a few hand to hand fight oh, sequences. Oh, there's, there's they're just not like what we you know any fight sequences we've seen really. No, exactly. and what exactly. they what they are in a lot of ways is they are how, how do I put this? Uh, they're kind of amateurish in a sense. Um, they're almost like the, we've seen movies yeah. where you're limited by a budget. There's, and, sure, there's they, a lot yeah. of mm-hmm. fancy editing in there to make it and look better. I, like I don't think it's fancy editing, it. actually. I think it's all intentional. Yeah, okay. Like they, I, I think everything is done on purpose. They could have hired different people. They probably hired incredible... You don't need it. You don't but need they, it to I think tell that, that they, did it, they did it all on purpose. They didn't want this to be you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Right. They wanted the action sequence to be f- as fun... As the movie was, if you had we while so like, yeah, when like Joe Tupaki shows up and she's coming down that hallway, and she does like a <laughs> fucking pile driver to the guy and like yeah. breaks his neck, and she's in the, the wrestling outfit suddenly. But then you can just—I mean—that's the fun of this oh, yeah. because of this world. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Well, it's 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 Rick and yeah. Morty. Yeah, you know, sure. it, the t- yeah. it's the TV episode. Like mm-hmm. it, it's the they can just pull from absolutely anything yeah. that either exists. Or could or conceivably, or could conceivably exist, exist or on an alternate life path. Or and there's a line later on uh, in probably the, one of the most like sentimental, emotional parts, especially the first time I saw it, when there are rocks and he's she's like most things are abysses, like, mm-hmm. and maybe that's him saying yeah. in in most, most ways she's dead. In most ways she never makes it this far. Yeah, and like who knows what she was meant by that? Well, but, yeah, and I I wondered too about that and. It's hard when you get into like the reality, like, is she able to access every conceivable possible universe? I mean, to talk more generally about this trope, it's been done a number of times. This isn't the first sort of yeah, multiverse. Yeah, no. and Rick movie. and Morty is a really good example. Yeah, there's a Star Trek episode where they come through a wormhole and it's different alternate reality versions. There's, um, oh man, I had a quick summary of, of different sort of... Uh, Multiverse. Well, community. Yeah, there's exactly. a community episode. Yeah, community. They mm-hmm. did a great one. Yeah, that's a Darkest, good example uh, of the timelines. Yeah, um, it's not the first to do that. So it, it's kind of building on an established idea that the, the whole and di- different ones have done it more or less scientifically where it's like oh quantum realities like there's quantum superposition every conceivable possible sort of orientation of particles and matter is possible and and conceivable let's not forget universe. the stone cold classic doctor strange in the multiverse of madness i was intentionally <laughs> ignoring that one uh, <laughs> <laughs> um going back to the rock the rock scene for a second yeah um Oh yeah. So just, I, so I want to say no, what, I was, what, I was, what I was trying to say. I, I'm trying not to say it because I don't know how. I don't know if I want to take this stance because I believe it, or because I just want to be like a foil. I just want to be like <laughs> devil's advocate a little bit. John, you would never. <laughs> I don't like talking about the mechanics of the. No, I don't like. In ta- a lot of ways, it doesn't make I, sense. I think that the me- how they'd be able to change costumes. I, I, I think that this it's that's all. Doesn't none you of just that, have to let it. I don't think. Slide. But I don't think any of that matters. Mm. That's not the point of the film. Totally. Like, and I Agreed. think that, like, I think that trying to like figure out, like, are there, there this or, or the universes, or like, can she flip? And, like, I think all of that is more like, is like, that's a distraction to what the yeah. actual story no, totally. is. It's the and kind I didn't of thing, spend that much time thinking about it's it. It's the so kind it of thing, like, where in certain science fiction, like, say, let's just take say the Matrix for example, like. 
that's kind of part of the fun of it is for fans to get into all those intricacies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with a movie like this, yes, you can to a certain degree look at some of that yeah. stuff. But like you're saying, it's not well, it's not the point of this movie. A little bit like, at that point when they get to the rocks, I'm like, what? How does this work? I thought it was just different alternate sort of life paths. She got to right. exist there's in not every, a, there's every not another possibility life where she's a rock. for her. Yeah, but this is saying that they even get to, to exist in the realities where life never happened. Might be something like, to do uh, with okay, Jobo Tupaki sure. can... Can See, kind this of is we're already more than this sure. is already yes, being, we're already getting no, into it. we're already, I mean. we're it's, already not getting, worth, it's not worth going <laughs> because it doesn't matter it doesn't <laughs> because they didn't create my belief is they did not intend to create no, no. anything that was They're not ever, trying to make a, an intricate lore it was yeah science, it was never meant to be spoken lore. about in a sense it was like no no like that's just for people like that's just a, a vehicle for us to do all this crazy shit. But mm-hmm. that, I like thinking about some of it. That's I like totally thinking fine. About like her making different choices, and based on those choices in her life, she can sort of see those in in different levels of the universe we all that can. are further or closer to her. But right? that's just like what we can all do. We all do that in our own minds all the time. What happens if I like? Okay, so a really common one for me is, and it just happened the other day. I, instead of going straight home, I stopped at like two places. I was really quick, like seconds mm-hmm. inside, like 30 seconds in each place. But it put me a couple minutes behind and it put me on a, a, a parallel road to the road I would normally be on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's happening on the parallel road? There's smoke just billowing out. I don't know what's happening. Could have been you. But it's happening. Exactly. So you constantly are thinking about that. Yeah. Right? We're mm-hmm. always thinking about the divergence of our life patterns. Yeah. All this movie does is it goes, well, what if the divergence just exist. diverges and diverges and diverges? <laughs> so yeah. it's like, that's why it's like, it, it, it's everything. It, yeah. It's it's literally it everything because is. it doesn't, because it doesn't matter. About. So like we could, so if we think of a reality, there's a reality in which she is sitting with us right now and she's a part of this podcast. I love it. <laughs> but that's just as real as any of the realities in there because it's anything you could ever imagine. But that would be a further divergent universe. It wouldn't be one in our local cluster because... See, you're thinking about too much. <laughs> but I love thinking about that. Like, I love thinking but about the fact but that... But you're never going to get an answer. Two, well, no, but it's still fun to think about. There's basically two... like the the primary universes that that it talks about not including the alpha burst there is the one that alpha wayman messes up because they assault the irs building but there's the other one that's that's main central to the movie that is it's almost exactly like the first one except rather than assaulting the building they just go home and that's that's (laughs) the one where they they went home and she has the party But that is the real universe because all the other stuff never happened it just happened in her head no 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 no. we disagree there i think there is no other universes it's helpful to think about i don't think you can factually say i don't think there can be in my opinion there is no other universe it's all just in her head and it's almost like she's having a crisis and she's like, this is how it's manifesting for her. Like, it's this is her brain yeah, and breaking. I, I think that that's yeah. totally valid. But I, I, I think, think it, I, I think don't think it's any more. It's not. I'm not saying it is more stuff. or less. I just think that like I think what's funner to talk about is what some of the stuff means. Like, yeah. like, like the obviously the actress. The the actress is the first one she goes to, because um, she's an actress, but she's also a like a. 
martial arts master. She's pretty much herself. And that's mm-hmm. when she chose to, to leave Wayman at because, the beginning yeah, because, and stay home right, with, with um, Papa. Yeah, because that, yeah. so that's her. And then we get those scenes where they are talking at that gala outside. Uh, yeah. Another yeah. thing, though, is that the Daniels are incorporating all this film influence. So, like, those scenes are meant to look like scenes from In the Mood for Love. Yes, the long absolutely. Yeah. The saturation changes, like yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, That's so what awesome. I'm saying is uh, that the, is the her... The cubicle scenes, I think, are, are a nod to the Matrix mm-hmm. when they're trying totally. to escape. But so, so the first place she goes is her ideal. That is the perfect thing for her. That was her like ideal right, the in, dream. If I could have any of these universes, where she is the singer that she wants. She's to be the singer. And, she's the martial artist. Mm. She didn't go with her husband. She she became famous. She comes back. She goes. Why would you? Why would I ever want to be here when I could be that? Look it's what, not technically the first place she goes. I don't mean to nitpick, no, no, but she, she goes to the local Divergent universe. Yeah. where instead she went into the closet. Yeah, you're right. She. Right. It's the first place she like intends to go. Yeah, that's the first. That's when she successfully she said, said she loved Deidre. That's when she like figures out that's her. That's that's that's, that's, that's when Deidre was coming down the stairs yeah. with her knee with towards knee, yeah. her face, <laughs> and she successfully got. And her. that's her dream. Yeah. So right. That was one of the, the. So and then the rest of the movie is just like reconciling the pros the pros and cons of being in that world. Versus being in the world that she's in, because in the world of the important, because in the world that she's in, she's in the worst. Yeah, and that's so she because to her, to her, she she believes that she is living in her worst reality because she didn't listen to her dad. She married her husband. She married, and she had a kid. And this is and and what I was supposed to say is that the other in the other universe, she does the opposite. She she listens to her dad. She doesn't marry. Uh, Waymond, and she has no kids, but she also has nothing to love. She has nothing. She's she's empty. She's a husk. So there she, they have that conversation in the alley or whatever the street. I don't street. know that and she's meant to be a husk. She is. She. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if a husk. But I think it's just it, a different path that isn't necessarily. She's starting to see that contrast of like, well, what this life did give her that she hasn't been seeing as having value before. Yeah, husk. So I like, meant she's wrong, talking to him. She's talking to him and like, oh, this is, you know, they, they are separate. They didn't, they didn't stay together. Uh, of course you get that to me, one of the most emotional bits of dialogue in the movie where he says that he would have loved just doing taxes and laundry with her and stuff like that. Probably the the best line. One of them. Yeah. I mean, I gotta be honest guys, like watching this, the the first time I, I was, I got fucking dusty watching this movie last night. I fucking cried while I was oh. watching this movie more than once. Good for you, man. So, like, the, the, it hits on me on an emotional level, like, and that a lot of movies don't get yeah. to. Was it the part when she bit or, like, the mustard started oh coming out of the hot dog fingers? <laughs> Absolutely. When they're Take making out and the ketchup and the mustard. Yeah. And is that... Hand. Is that... Uh... Or when uh, Jamie Lee's playing the piano with her toes. Yeah. <laughs> and she's we got, get really she's good got the, with our feet. She's got the wrist braced uh, on her on her ankle instead. Oh, of my God. Her, I didn't notice her, that. Stone. That's so yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, that's the shit that made me cry. <laughs> with joy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's so much emotional stuff, but also it's fucking hilarious. The Rakakuni stuff. Oh my god. Okay, the Rakakuni oh stuff. When, he's, when yeah. she's first explaining about watching Rakakuni, yeah, and they're just like laughing at her, like 
they, like Joy is tied to the chair, and Waymond is just like, they're like, are you talking about Ratatouille? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's so good. Yeah, and, and and Waymond is like, I love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like that's one of, I don't know that that shows like their their family. Yeah. And then there's like the fighting with the dildos and the butt plugs. Yeah, the butt the- plugs. It's just supposed to be like they throw in randomness just for the sake because that's Joe Butapaki. She's like chaos, right? right? Yeah, and like all her outfits and looks and stuff it's are just amazing. Awesome, and the actress. Yeah, like, Stephanie Sue. The only thing, the I, little quirks. No, and the, she is great. Oh, the scene fantastic. where where Wayman comes in and they're like they've been talking and they're like, oh, we're just practicing well, karaoke, and she's like, fell on the couch. la la la. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like just these la, little. La, la. Sides, yeah, like, fine. I fell on the couch. Just no deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. It. She's great too. And yeah. um, yeah, marvelous Mrs. Maisel, that actress. But everybody's so good. Like Michelle Yeoh. I mean, to finally have you know, obviously she. This is a big deal for her. Like, you know, she did Crouching Tiger, but she wasn't the focus of that movie. She she's done all these martial arts movies, but this is like she's finally getting some recognition from me like no she's an actress she's not just like a stunt person who can kill those asses this is pretty amazing yeah Yeah. everybody in this movie is amazing yeah Yeah. jamie lee of course killing it as always (laughs) big nose jenny slate yeah okay so there's another fight her fight sequence oh yeah yeah when she has the dog dogs yeah yeah. i mean it's just I don't know. It's just all so fun, but like, yeah, it is. It's doing, we should work through this. so many fucking things at the same time, which is what is so impressive about it to me. We should work through some of the like the the fight sequence, like the 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 things that stand. Well, they're out. like you know they've taken a standard like Golden Harvest whatever uh, Shaw Brothers kung fu scenes, but then okay, so she's got a dog on the leash that she's using as like <laughs> a fucking guillotine flying guillotine weapon instead of you know of like whatever thing. Well, they and then use. Waymond has his. He's got his fanny pack. He's got that. He's got his hero scene where he like fights with this pack, and then he gets this, this like a little yeah, click. The clip on. <laughs> yeah, back. just and stops shit. and very like like with his his exaggerated motions puts the gravel in from the fish tank yeah. to add a little extra weight. Well, and then the it. reality where Michelle Yeoh's trained her thumbs. Thumbs are kung fu. No, it's like, pinkies, pinkies, pinkies. Because she's trapped. Right, pinkies. She's trapped by Gong Gong's chair. The only thing loose is her pinkies. So she's got to access the universe idea, where, because, yeah. yeah, like you've got to access the universe where she's where for she, some reason has trained the shit out of her fucking Yeah, pinky. and it's a divergent. It, I couldn't tell if it was a divergent universe to the kung fu universe or the exact kung fu universe it might have been divergent because she actually had like the muscles in yeah, her pinkies it's all like built up yeah it's so ridiculous but then she just like she launches that guy to the ceiling with her thumbs and stuff yeah. or sorry pinkies so good uh but yeah there's uh tons of ridiculous shit the, the sequence at the end where Wayman doesn't want her to use violence anymore. Whatever, yeah. And, like, hurt so people she anymore. finds a way to solve each problem in yeah. a way that that resolves. Oh, your <laughs> his wife's perfume. Yeah, like, all these different and that paid off from the beginning. Yeah. But the one guy who needs the neck surgery and he's like, "Thank you," as he goes down because she's like, "Oh, everything should heal just fine." Yeah. Uh, so much gold in there. Yeah, it's good. But um, so you mentioned that you thought it was sort of a generational like trauma not yeah yeah, resolving the generational trauma can i touch a little bit on sort of what i took as one of the the sort of general messages yeah okay i mean i realize that we've gone way far into the weeds and i'm bringing us right back in there but i just love it's hard not to with a movie like this yeah generational trauma and i think 
possibly some of that, but we might disagree a little bit there. In general, I think the theme is about attention and what we pay attention to. So Joe Butapaki is flooded with so much to pay attention to that like there's so much going on and she has a big monologue about how with so much going on, how is it possible that anything could matter at all? Uh, which is my understanding, and again, I'm no philosophizist, <laughs> but my understanding is that is essentially the argument of uh, absurdism. Now, I know it's interesting because there's a bunch of absurd things happening in the movie, but that's not to do with absurdism. My understanding is absurdism is the if the idea that if there's no meaning in the universe that everything is just random that it's a waste of time to try and and think of meaning but i think the message of the movie is with no meaning sort of extrinsic meaning sort of prescribed by the universe then you are free to choose what right. your own meaning is and there's value in that for sure so attending yeah. to each individual thing you can make a choice about what is important to you. And I think that theme kind of resonates. And I'll add in a little bit from what you were talking about, John, the importance like of choosing to have other people that care about you and, and like choosing others uh, to, to bring in to help you is, is an important thing to value and to, to think about, right? Um, and, and sort of bringing that back to anxiety, it's interesting that a lot of the stuff really sounded like the, the, the sort of common best practices for dealing with anxiety. When he's talking about getting into, um, like going back to the, the other universes, um, he's Alpha, Ray, Alpha Waymond is quick to say, okay, but don't forget to breathe, which it's like, it sounds like meditation, right? And she puts the eye in the middle of her forehead. So it's like, and the, the purpose of meditation is to be able to make a conscious choice about what you're attending to. Observing the the, the thoughts that come in your mind. Am I getting too yeah. far in the weeds? <laughs> you guys are both looking glazed over. But uh, bear with me for a moment. Like, with of all of the sensory input that you get, making the choice to acknowledge some and not let others like raise your heart rate and and take you into anxiety and that's really what the movie is about like choosing so that's how so what tell me in the in the movie though like where what are they choosing to like um ignore or whatever or coming like they come to do they so, come to it as a moment where they're like i'm putting this aside so that i can focus on this or that is exactly the point of um what Jobu Tupaki became Jobu Tupaki because she got locked in all those other universes. So Alpha Wayman is constantly talking about you need to focus on this. If you get too distracted by the other universes, mm -hmm. that's how we lose you. So it's important. And he's like, snap out of it. So mm -hmm. at that one point when she was back in the universe right, by herself, he says, snap out of it. You need to come back. You need to just focus on here. We don't want to lose you to distraction to all the other universes. You need to focus on just this. About well, because that's something that happens to her as the movie goes on. She starts to she starts to see more of the Jobu Chupaki side of things, right? She's, she's getting drawn to that and with going to the right? different versions. And but that's where I think Waymond is wrong. So he <laughs> he thinks that she is the perfect 
um, candidate to take on Joe Butapaki because in his experience, the best people are those that can access close universes where they get special powers. So mm -hmm. because she got so many things wrong uh, and she's so close to so many successful universes, that makes her really, really uh, uh, useful because, yeah, she's because like, yeah, she yeah. can quickly access those. So that's what he thinks. But I think he's wrong. I think the reason why she is so successful is because in her current universe, she's got a ton of practice having tons and tons of important input and still getting through. Okay. Like being distracted by so much and still being successful. So I, she's not successful. She, she, she's, she's actually no, no, she, she fails well no, she, she, oh, she's I, moving I, forward no, no, but that's part of it she's gonna, not successful I was I, no she's she's not successful and she's but actually she's good she, she's she really she's actually really really shitty she's actually really really totally no, 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 and that's she's, part of the she point she can't multitask she's okay. actually she's actually I think she's really bad at life um, <laughs> proven by the fact that but she can no, still come she back. She doesn't come back. No, no, she's never comes back. Her husband saves her every single time. Every time there's a problem in the real world, she doesn't solve it. Okay. To the point where, and this is really personified, when Waymond knows exactly what is happening. He's trying to talk to, at, at, sorry, at the IRS place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's sitting there, he's, he's listening, he's attentive. Yeah, she's he's, off in the. She's in her out. own world. Yeah, he is trying to understand, and he is having a dialogue with her, and he is actually getting through to her, and he's taking in the information the IRS person is saying. What's her name, Deidre? Mm -hmm. And he is taking it in. He's dealing with it, and he's reciprocating an answer. Okay, she. But his on, answers are not great. No, no, his, you, they're no, temporary it, solutions. No, they're no. They, that's true. That's true. That's We're true. coming back at six. <laughs> that, that's true. No, tomorrow's better. No, no, we'll come back at six. And I'm not saying that he's perfect. He's tomorrow's a better. But he has to. But he has to be like shut, like shut, yeah. not shut up because she's exactly. gonna, she's gonna ruin it again. No, no, he just sure. wants to buy them. No, he does More hours. No, no, he's trying to because he's desperate. His desperation has got him to the point now, and I'm making this up as I go. His desperation <laughs> has got him to. I've the, thought about this a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I disagree with you. Well, so no, again, his, his desperation has gotten to this point where everything was temporary. Those were temporary solves, yeah. but it wasn't a temporary solve in the end because now he's decided he's going to get divorced. He's permanently going to separate himself from her. I'm going to stop you there. He doesn't. He says that he, he wants he, to get. He doesn't actually want to get divorced. He's he, just using he's the papers trying to make it as an excuse to have so an important conversation. But he's it. also willing yeah. to follow through on it. I believe it has no, to be an emergency. No, or because she, it's a big. Well, impact. No, 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 I, think that, I think there. I think there is a truth to what that what John's saying. You, there. you can't say that there he is. I think he is willing to follow through on it eventually. It's not what he wants. But the that look that of, she gives him when she signs it and she's like she calls his bluff yeah, and yeah, she's like fine and she signs it. Okay, okay. The look that she gives. Hold on. I feel like I need to deal with two things. One, you're burning gong gong you noodles. One, the first thing I'll deal with is the look that she gives. Yes, the look she gives, and he is devastated because he doesn't think that's actually going to happen. But he's also he loves her, man. He no, doesn't okay, want to. But that doesn't her. matter. We've seen a million stories where a person loves another person, but they have to separate and they have to leave that person because that person is toxic, or 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 they need to they they they, they just can't function together anymore. And that's the point that he's at. She's he is, bad at it. Hold, she's she dealing is, with anxiety. Hold, I know. I but let me just finish. So he is truly willing to leave her. I believe. Um, I don't think that's what he's shooting for. I don't yes, think he's he, that's not what he's shooting for. I think what he's saying is there's no way she's not going to 
there's no way she's going to sign these papers. We're going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's shocked by. He's not shocked because he's so sad. That's part of it. But he's also shocked because he never actually thought that she would do it. Yeah. And that's what really killed him. Yeah. So that's why he's even more, that's why he's at that incredible height of, of sadness. Sure. Now, the other thing I wanted to get to is he the entire time Waymond understands everything that's being said. He's to, by the by Deidre. He's dealing with her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she thinks I, her hobbies are are because, because she does. Because she doesn't mm-hmm. understand how to actually fix this problem. But she won't let anybody help. She won't let Waymond help her. She thinks that she can fix it when she can't even understand the words that Deidre's saying. Yeah. Waymond understands. There's no indication that Waymond doesn't understand mm-hmm. what's happening. But she doesn't understand. She says, you're trying to confuse me. Yeah. She's always been in control. And Wayman has allowed her to be in control because she acted like a leader, but she wasn't a leader. Wayman was actually the leader. Yeah. And she was really bad. And she's coming to the realization that, oh, wait a second. Maybe my husband, who's like weak. Well, even to the very end, she doesn't realize that because she's like, oh, what did my silly husband say to you? To yeah. yeah. You, but, to make you, uh, you know, give us more time again. But what I'm, I what I'm trying to say, though, is that my Kia whatever because her perception of him is oh he's is, like he's this weak loser but yeah. but there's growth in the end oh because, absolutely so sure. what I, but, she comes around absolutely but that's what it is she's bad she's like you're trying to trick me i don't understand these words she's the only one who doesn't understand the words but i don't think that's the main point no, of that I, scene i think it's that she's got so much going but on i don't want to i don't want to argue about it okay. i'm just trying to say that there's like a Look, there's a f- complete flip side to that. Yeah. Um, and I don't I think, think I, I, I phrased it wrong. I don't think she's the chosen one because she's good at multitasking. I think she's the chosen one because she's got so much experience also at the, multitasking. She's also the chosen one she's because it's about her. at it. And it's not real. Well, it, <laughs> no, no, no. But but yes. he thinks it's because she she has connection to so many local divergent universes where she's really successful at one thing or the other. But I'm saying it's because she has so much experience with multitasking and she keeps coming back. She keeps going. But she doesn't multitask. She doesn't fix the stuff. No, she, when, she, gets, say, she gets overwhelmed as soon as she has a customer that she's trying to help. She gets automatically overwhelmed when there's two things that she has to do. They say <laughs> that nothing gets and and that's why Wayman wants to get a divorce. Nothing this is the real is, action. <laughs> nothing is important to you until it's an emergency, he says. Okay. Yes. And that's the problem. She can't prioritize what's an emergency that's or not. She not, says That's not good at multitasking. That's really bad at multitasking. No, it is. <laughs> but she has so much practice with that that when it comes to the multiverses, she keeps coming back that, to the that's main like universe. Saying that, that, that's she like keeps, saying I'm going to sign a person who strikes out a lot because they know how to swing the bat and they're going to hit home runs. Like she's, She keeps coming back to the main universe. So when she's distracted... Even though she's got a, a universe where she's awesome, she still is coming back. And that's the same. That reflects in her life. Like, she still gets by. She still goes to work every day. Well, she she's comes doing, through she's on the She's living path. a life that is similar to what a lot of people are living, right? Like, Yeah, that's why it's yes, the worst everyone life possible. Is, everyone is juggling so many things. Yeah, and there's a kid and she doesn't uh, know how to deal with the sexuality. Yes, most of us are not and particularly good at dealing with all yeah. these things. at the end. Things. So my favorite line in the movie, because I... It, We're it all, just, don't we, aren't we all just like, ugh, like, when does it stop? It like, and for, <laughs> and, and yeah. for all of us, and, and for all of us, 
at a different time. I mean, that rock universe all, looks pretty good sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But to we, take a break, we it's all, called a sensory deprivation tank. You totally should try. But it. we all do feel like everything is happening to us at the same time, and we're the only people because we're all the main character in our own narratives. Like right? we're all. I'm an NPC. Yeah, um, you have a lot of opinions for an NPC. <laughs> Well, he's got about the right amount of dialogue. Yeah. For <laughs> uh, took an arrow to the knee. Um, so my favorite line in the movie is when they're in the hallway. She's confronting Jobu Tapaki for the first time. And she's like, oh, you're Jobu Tapaki. And then she's blaming her for all that's Don't wrong. You can't in just the say universe. noises. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's like. You're the reason why everything sucks. You're the reason why my daughter thinks she joy likes girls. is so sad. You're the reason why she thinks she's gay. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, as an audience member, I'm thinking that is so irrelevant to someone who can <laughs> who has experienced every potential sexual right. orientation she's, it's she possible to have. It means nothing. Mm-hmm. And of course, Joe Butapagi says exactly that. Mm-hmm. But I think the revelation in the movie is when it comes back down to the end, that is what's important. You can focus mm-hmm. on the one thing that's important, and that is what makes it meaningful. Like, she takes the time at the end to grab Joy's hand and says, no, this is her girlfriend. I realize now this is really important to Joy, and this is what we are resolving. This is her girlfriend, Papa. Even that still Deal leads to it. conflict, though, where Joy's like, you like, you're kind of using me as a bit of a prop. No, now that's to make Jobu a point Tapaki. to your father. No, that is Jobu Tapaki realizing that no, 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 you can't put meaning back into my life. Mm-hmm. My life is meaningless. I have already decided. This is and that, she's, she's, that is her mom saying, no, we are choosing that this is important to you. We are so so. Jobu Tapaki's problem is that. Everything is ex- is happening at the same time. So she's like, this is nonsense. Nothing is important. I've totally lost it. I'm in an absurdist reality where nothing matters. And her mom is saying, no, we are deciding that this matters. And Joe Butapak is like, no, I don't like this. <laughs> this, this, you're trying to make me feel like there's real feelings again. Like we'll, we'll get a temporary fix from this. We'll, we'll say that we found a little bit of meaning, but then it'll be meaningless well, we're, again. We're cutting back and forth She's of reality depression. though, because she's not Jobu when she's going to her car yeah, in the parking lot. She's not. She absolutely she's Joy. is. No, she's not. No, no, she... I mean, she is, but she's not. Like, but, Okay, so <laughs> I think I take, if we're going to talk about not actual fighting, but like fighting between people, um, I think you said something interesting, Dustin, when you're like, it still led to conflict, um, mm-hmm. which I think that like, if we reframe conflict as not necessarily a bad thing, Conflict can lead yeah, to... Yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, in I, another in another movie, that would have been the moment where it was like, oh, she yeah. realized this thing about me, and now it's all okay, and, and whatever. Yeah, exactly. But instead, she she's is, like, and it's, well... It's got a higher level, so, no, because so it's I, Jobu realizing <laughs> that, hey, there's actual meaning okay, in life. S- it's not meaningless. I, what, think that's, I think that's an interesting idea. What I it took, totally what I is. Took from, Watch it again. That is exactly what's happening. What I took because from, she's talking as Jobu. Sorry, yeah, what, I, what I took from the, that fight there at the end was like and even like earlier Dustin when you were like oh she still called him my like w- w- little man or hmm? when she said something derogatory oh, my silly little my husband, silly little husband. Um, yeah so I think that those things are still going to exist because we still have our faults and stuff like that right sure, sure. but um, with, with the argument with the daughter I think that that's like them growing 
and sure yeah and like that's like, i think that's, that's what, more of a more of a progression a more of like an actual yeah thing it's not you know in movies just like oh everything's resolved and, and, and yeah everyone, and then she's ever happily after after and, and like the, shit, yeah like the fighting in the movie is also showing like you know like i'm gonna you can take the fight two ways i'm gonna fight for my kid and I'm going to fight for this relationship. And she's finally realizing that, like, that she has to actually, for the first time, she's being confronted with with the one person who let her down her entire life, her father. And then she's being confronted on the other side by... The person she's let down her entire life. <laughs> she's let down her, hus- her, husband, her husband and, and, her, daughter, and yeah. her daughter. So her dad is being forced to come to her and her, her, her daughter and her husband on the same day have both decided that they're going to leave her. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like it's 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 mending that as well. Hmm. It's well, this is what I'm talking about, though, like saying how much they've put together here in terms of totally what's in the script. But this is what Uh, was really impactful for me and and what you can read into it. Can we talk about some more kicking? I know. There's we're not a lot of. In there's the not weeds, really that much kicking. This to is talk the about. stuff that we're talking about. Some dildos getting slacked around some people's faces. For me, man, like oh, that's Joe part... coming to the realization that there is meaning in life. That's the mom saying that, hey, we're going to decide that there's meaning in life, and this this is important to us because she's talking about that. It's really about Evelyn being anxious and Joy being suicidal. Like the the. The she's suicidal. Yeah. The how is she suicidal? The everything bagel is a metaphor for her committing suicide. Her ending oh, everything. Yeah. No, I I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. And and because everything is so chaotic in her brain that she's like, everything means nothing. I'm gonna give up. The mm. the the everything bagel is a metaphor for suicide. That's my reading. And mm. this is when she's talking to her about giving up to the everything bagel. This is when they're side by side, mm-hmm. and she's like. I I wanted to show you this. I wanted to experience this with you. I wanted to end everything together with you. This is suicide. I am going to kill myself um, because nothing is important. And she's like, no, this is Becky. This is her girlfriend. There are things that are important in life. And she's saying, uh, this is scaring me because I've already decided nothing's important in life. I want to jump into the everything bagel. We have bagel. To- that's my reading. <laughs> I can see it. That's but my like, reading. I, I, I don't so, think it matters. I, personally, I don't think it matters whether she wants to. I don't think some of those no, intricacies matter. That's what I took from it. That's, that's, so it does matter to you. Like, and I'm saying, way. I don't think it, to me, it doesn't matter whether she was going to kill herself or she was going to kill their relationship. It doesn't matter. It's about something that was going to be, was gonna a, be a, a permanent solution. Yeah. A permanent ending. And whether, like I said, whether it's a suicide or a murder, or sorry, murder, a suicide or a, <laughs> or a, just leaving her her mom, it, it doesn't matter because what what happens is it's about rep- trying to repair those situations before it ends, and in that- and when they still have time, you know, mm-hmm. when you still have a you still have a chance to like pull your, your kid or your husband or yourself back from the abyss. And I think that's really what it tries to get to at the end. She says, she's like, that's what she says. She's like, I've had enough. I'm just done. She's like, I don't care that you now finally realized that it's important to me to have a girlfriend. I'm done with it all. I'm going to kill myself. And, and Evelyn's like, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, about, and then she's like, "Wait, no, stuff, wait a minute." <laughs> I think he's pretty serious important. about the suicide stuff. I, I get it. I just like I, dude, watch it again. I'm I know, telling you. I'm, I'm just telling saying, you. I just watched it. I want to watch it. Right I watched now. it yesterday. <laughs> it's, she's saying that 
I, nothing matters because I, everything's yeah, so chaotic. I don't think so that nothing matters. Be, I don't think it has to I don't think and it needs Evelyn to be is saying, yes, there is stuff that matters because we're deciding yeah, no, no, it I agree, matters. I agree with you about that. Uh, but anyway, it doesn't that uh, the, the you have the thought details. about this movie a lot. I have. Okay, here's another thing. Get this: in the primary, in the primary universe, at the very beginning of the movie, we're introduced to Joy when she's staring into the abyss of the wash of the, the the washing machine. Everything is just spinning moving in a circle. around. What is it that snaps her out of that? Becky. Mm. Becky oh. kisses her in the face and then she gets a big smile. Mm-hmm. What is it that, that gets her to decide that it's important to me to, to come out to Gong Gong? The love of a fine What woman. is it that, that pushes her in that direction? <laughs> it's Becky. And, and she's not so is doing Becky it. Becky God? <laughs> it's not do, no, your it's, interpretation is Becky it's, it's the Buddha. saying that in this universe the reason why she's not suicidally depressed is because she's got Becky to remind her what's important to remind her to stand up for what is important to her so is Becky the, is this Becky special too yeah. Well, funny. Becky, Evelyn Becky says is that. Like, uh, Evelyn I was says noticing how she's kind of like a very uni- peripheral the universe yeah. gives us Things to help us along. It gave oh, me Wayman. I, I think you might have started it a religion gave, around this. It gave her <laughs> Becky. Away. You look at Becky. You she's, guys can send your tithes. She is <laughs> not being. So Becky's not being. No, to the it's important to me that you come out to Gong Gong. She knows it's important to Joy, and she's saying, if it's important to you, you need to stand up for it. Don't be depressed. Don't let it That's mean nothing. Because she had her come to Jesus moment. Don't let it mean nothing. You need to stand up. And how does she show her? Oh boy. How does she show her to stay calm? She's like, just breathe. Do the breathing, yeah. Breathe. You can do this. She's supportive. Again, going back to a little bit of the 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 uh, meditation, breathing, focusing, finding out okay. what's important to you. I'm she not is saying, helping her get through this depression. I'm not saying you've thought about the movie too much, dude. This I, movie I, means my, so much to me. I, I I I thought it was my favorite movie of last year, but clearly I'm it not, is my uh, favorite Andy's operating movie on another of the level decade. Here. So do you think Absolutely. they intended to do all this? Absolutely. But the thing is, it, it's at the very <laughs> beginning. It's at the very beginning. So the very first scene you, you get they, a Joe think whatever they make next can possibly live up to, to this. Uh, Jesus is coming back next year, by the way, boys. <laughs> do you guys yes. hear about this? I'm cool with that. Have you seen this? Have you heard about Passion this? of the Christ 2. Oh, right. This time it's Sorry, personal. Andy, finish here. No, no, it's all good. Uh, that's that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, it's it's a pivotal moment when when Evelyn decides that yes, I get it now. This is important to Joy, so I need to show Gong Gong. Yes, this mm-hmm. is her girlfriend. So this is an anti-suicide movie. Absolutely, that's what I mean. This is showing that to deal with anxiety, to deal with suicide, you need to make a conscious choice about what is important to focus on. Of all the sensory input, of all the things occurring in your consciousness, you need to look at them and decide what's important to you and then move forward with those. But also, How does that connect to, to the validate t- your <laughs> point, to validate yeah. your point, you need to acknowledge that other people in your life are there to help you. That if you have a Waymond, that is is willing to to help and to to fill in where you need it you need to accept that and acknowledge that if you have a becky that's there to help you realize hey this is important to you you need to wake up and and recognize that you need to listen to becky so the name wayman is obviously a joke on 
like Asian people saying R, like a W, right? I'm not sure. Why did you turn racist? I had <laughs> such an insightful. That's not racist. I well, thought it was John's a, canceled. I thought oh, it was. A, my God. I thought it was a joke because <laughs> I don't think Wayman's a name. Well, well it know. is now. Wayman. <laughs> We're typing it in to Google. Asian men need a movie. There's there's nobody named Waymond in the world. Okay, but anyway, uh, that, but that people is people also ask who played Wayman in Everything Everywhere All at Wayman. Yeah, because because pe- white people are so stupid <laughs> that we still can't say his name right. Okay. even when they try to make it us so that they can be like, haha, they can't make the racist well, joke. Here's someone named Waymond Lee. Okay, it's a real name. One it's a real person, has it. but now so, well, it's a name then. Now that I have all of my thoughts thoroughly explained, I is know. that a valid interpretation, or am I totally out to lunch? Oh. I'm a little bit fishing here. I'm a little bit fishing. I don't yeah. think my, <laughs> you are fucking okay. crazy, bud. <laughs> my honest, my honest opinion is, uh, I don't agree with a lot of what you said, but I, I, there's no basis to not agree with you on. I can't like I. It's it's not like Patreon it's Patreon canceled. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> like I give a fuck. Um, <laughs> I so pay your you're salary. Helping, you're just helping John get closer to the bagel. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, Buddy, I've man. got one foot in the bagel and the exactly. other foot on a banana peel, my friend. <laughs> um, so if anybody's going to fucking commit suicide, it's going to be this guy other, on this podcast. The other foot is That's on the, the hot dog. So, so, okay, so hold on. So how does, that connect, how does that connect to the scene when like in slow-mo she rips out two butt plugs? <laughs> and did you see all the liquid oh, yeah. that comes out when those butt plugs? get pulled because oh I up. did yeah, I was yeah, very curious them. the second time around I if love I absolutely love the scene where that dude just fully commits Jumps. he gives her 100% full send his <laughs> legs over his his like shoulders and he's like boom could you imagine back. that's gonna be the cool moment <laughs> when he gets his matrix powers <laughs> so good uh, I like that scene. Yeah, <laughs> the shit was funny. I I like the uh, the the um, Rakakuni scene. Oh my god! Like it stands yeah. out so they much. They because- actually got Paul Newman to record that song. Oh really? Yeah, I think Paul Newman is is Rakakuni's voice. Really? I could be wrong. Randy um, Newman. Yes, Randy not Bachman? Paul Newman. Randy Newman. Thank you. <laughs> what about Randy Bachman? Was that guy Randy, Randy Bachman? Bachman? What's the, he doing? The, the, yeah, he's not busy. The guess who? What's he doing? Um. We got we got any final thoughts? Just to summarize, <laughs> summarize if we're looking at the overarching story, John's not not the multiverse story, it's a story about Evelyn who's anxious and not recognizing the things that she needs to do to help her daughter realize what's important. It is about Joy who's suicidal because everything's happening to her, everything feels so important, but it's like there's so much going on that she just she she's given up on everything she's suicidal she's out. but evelyn finally realizing she's we need to show can. we need to show joy that this is important and she's bringing her back around really that's what it's about in a nutshell <laughs> john you agree 100 percent, right i'd say theory? it's about so butt plugs and <laughs> hot dog fingers that squirt mustard to join my happy. call to join my call <laughs> I don't think you need to send seventy five dollars yeah. 
Money you, order. You're going to give an address? No. Give your email address. I suppose address. I'm not. I suppose <laughs> I'm not. Send it to Daniels, and if they get a lot of money, they can split it with me 50-50. Uh, it's a great movie. It's uh, it's one of the funnest films I can remember seeing like as an adult. Uh, it's like so entertaining. There's so like obviously so much meaning. Uh, what it means, I'm not really sure. I have I have <laughs> my thoughts. Oh, I got but, but now you know what I think. I've been it to means, too many universes. I think at this it point. means whatever to to whoever whoever thinks that I. Uh, One I thing that I, I wanted <laughs> I to know, add I in, I'm not sure how much of this they figured out while they were filming. Like how much of the they wrote before and how much that they added in. I think in they. Editing. I think they they did it in post. That's well. That's well, what some I'm of wondering. It for sure. Because oh no, I'm even. <laughs> Like stuff like the Jobu Tupaki reveal, the reveal that it was Joy, it seemed like they were building up to it. They had her face hidden and everything was all sort of secret, secret. And then they just kind of uh, had Gong Gong be like, oh, you pushed her too far. And then it's like, oh, that's Joy's face. Okay, so it's for sure Joy. So it's like, they wrap it up, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you meant like right now. Dustin has said it. Uh, I'm saying this because he's too to, nice. Uh, we need to put in numbers, though, guys, because we haven't put in numbers oh, into the dang. graph. And, okay. Uh, Bring out I the old to, I think we need to add a new column. Action Action Tron 4.0. We're going to figure out. Okay, so wait, wait. Let's let's just talk about this before we put our numbers in. Is it going on the list? Are we Good are question. we saying? I, I have no it's say. It's an action film? Some I would say, it, yeah. Some of it should be up to James. Um. Yeah, I mean. Well, what do you, you obviously don't think so. Well, I we it's so hard to fucking quantify this at this point because okay. stupid. It doesn't we've matter. About, it doesn't matter. It's a fucking. Here's, it doesn't matter. Movie. But let's just act as if it does. Okay, let's here's pretend. Just, let's just see what Andy said and let's assign meaning to this. Okay, here's <laughs> where we come back around. So, the world, the the universe is oh chaos. Oh my Christ! Action. What defines an action movie? Is chaos. It is what we decide that matters. That's true. Do and we the, decide if as it this pertains is an action to this podcast? Movie? Sure, it's an action movie. Okay, it's yeah, going I'm on the sure list. So. Oh All right, God. <laughs> I'm that far in the weeds. Okay. okay. So, so fucking action. We need movie. a. Can you? <laughs> fuck it. It's an action movie. Oh. <laughs> we just fucking we're all gonna die. Who gives a shit? Right, guys? I need to find someone to listen to me. I need this cult. I need Jamie Lee Curtis to staple something in her head. We've so that I can heard talk to your it. cult, and you're trying to get away from it. I need people that. I don't come like real it. organized religion, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I haven't Bagel. punched my numbers. I'm doing it right now. Well, we haven't punched any of our numbers because we need a new we need a new column into on our on our uh, action action Tron 2000. Okay. <laughs> yeah, when she sings the oh, song. Oh, so good. <laughs> or even when she's like the little clicks that she does the only part that is cringy but I accept it because it's supposed to be cringy where she talks in a baby voice the baby to voice. that cop yeah. she's like well, you get to make me walk through you <laughs> and it's like ugh no, but I, all that part works it's yeah it's I mean that's so that's like some of the same stuff like the similar kind of stuff of what she's doing on the couch with the, the with karaoke the can't <laughs> okay plot I'm gonna give a 10 because Kills. I loved it Kills, I'm going to give an 8 because I really pacing? loved it. But pacing, You're going to talk about this later. so Pacing 8. Quotes. Quotes and tropes, 8.5. 8 or 9. 
Okay, but we don't give point fives. No. I'm sorry. What are we gonna do? This fucking have fucking mm-hmm. best out of twenty. Eight point two five. Chaos, man. It's 8. Chaos. Eight point one two five. <laughs> Doesn't Dan only believe in one to five, doesn't he? Yeah, solid. Fucking forget do- ghost lunatic. He's never gonna listen to this. I'm gonna tell him about it. Uh, I'm gonna beg him to listen. Reaction. To Ten. Ten. Oh, I guess I have to do mine, and I've already seen your guys. So this now. is better than Die Hard. <laughs> that is not true. Die Hard's a better movie. I don't know if it's a better movie. It's a better action movie. <laughs> that is true. It's very different goals in mind in Die Hard and this movie. But in terms of a cultural touchstone, like like Die Hard is the like the thing to strive towards of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I really liked this movie. No shit. <laughs> Daniels, okay, if you happen ahead. to listen to this, I'm I'd like to have a chat with you, bring you on the podcast. All right, so John, what uh, what were your numbers there? Okay, so I gave my reactions a ten. Ugh, I, got, I it don't know. Was? I don't yeah, know. man. I'm making it a nine. I don't like no a nine and nine. I talked okay, so you out nine of it. and nine. So yeah, so my reaction is a nine, and my overall score is a nine. And my reaction's a 10, and my overall score is an 8.6. Damn! We love this movie! Why did we argue so much? What's your... And Andy's is a 10, and his overall score is a 9. Wow! So that's an 8.9. Which is going to put it in the top 10. <laughs> so this is tied with Raiders of the Lost Ark and Terminator 2. James is going to be pissed. Oh, James <laughs> is going to be pissed. Like James pacing, like he would have given this. No, like, I think he likes it a lot. I just don't know if he'd agree with us that it belongs pacing, on the Pacing, he would have given oh, it two well, or three. We, we can take it off the list. I don't give a no, shit. No, no, it's his fault. He didn't. He didn't want to be here. <laughs> so <laughs> this is tied gets. with. That's the other thing. Like I Hold wasn't on. even sure you guys were still a podcast. How long has it been? <laughs> Couple not months. Lo- not Couple long months. enough. I paid my money. We, no, we, paused, we, the, we paused, paused the payment. The I know. I can't. I'm like, he, take my <laughs> take shut up my and money. take my money. <laughs> so and Raiders won't even create content for me. <laughs> Raiders, Terminator 2, The Dark Knight, Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh really? Oh my god. Okay. I guess I'd put In it that order. Dark Knight behind Dark Knight before Mission Impossible Fallout. Behind Raiders. I'm sorry, Mission Impossible Fallout didn't make me cry like a little fucking baby. <laughs> this movie is so good. Yeah, but for as much as it Raiders. didn't make you cry, Mission Impossible... It, it threw like, the shit out of me, that's for sure. I gotta put it behind all of them, boys. Where would you put it, Andy? You suck. Um, no, he's like ahead Raiders. of Raiders. It's behind Raiders. So it'd go behind the Dark Knight. Dark Knight's good, but this movie is... It's our new number eight. You're kidding. Wow. Dude, I don't know if I feel good about that. Let's, let's yeah. get James probably, in on You this. probably shouldn't. You probably shouldn't. Yeah. Well, we all rated it high, <laughs> and we all decided it went on the list, so there it is. Um, new so number eight, dollars to join the cult. Yeah, new, new number, number eight. eight. Write in, tell us if we're fucking crazy and we shouldn't have put it on the list. Please do. I would love to get uh, feedback on get this. Get on Instagram. I don't, I don't get an opportunity. Give me your fucking are. details, Len. No, I'll do it through I'll you guys. I'll give you guys Andy's number over on Instagram. Don't worry about it. Check oh, it out. Shit. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, check us out on Letterboxd. That's where our list lives. Uh, action, action. 
We are also on Instagram and uh, check us out on Patreon. We're actually paused on Patreon, but we'll be coming back on there real soon. I'll give you my money. Check it out. And we're going to take Andy's money. (laughs) Later. Let's go, guys.